Chapter seventy nine of the Storybook of Science. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Storybook of Science by Jean Henry Fabre. Translated by Florence Bicknell. Chapter seventy nine Honey. The bee is diligent at sunrise it is at work far from the hive visiting the flowers one by one you already know what it is in flowers that attracts insects i have told you about the nectar the sweet liquor that oozes out at the bottom of the corolla to entice the little winged people and make them shake the antlers on the stigma this nectar is what the bee wants it is its great feast the great feast also of the little ones and the queen mother it is the prime ingredient of honey how carry home a liquid so that others may enjoy it the bee possesses neither pitcher jar pot nor anything of the sort i am wrong like the ant that carries the plant lice's milk to the workers it is provided with a natural can stomach haunch or crop the bee enters a flower plunges to the bottom of the corolla a long and flexible trunk a kind of tongue that laps the sweet liquor droplet by droplet drawn from this flower and that the crop is filled the bee at the same time nibbles a few grains of pollen moreover it proposes to carry a good load of it to the hive it has special utensils for this work first the down of its body then the brushes and baskets that its legs supply the down and the brushes are used for harvesting the baskets for carrying first the bee rolls delightfully among the stamens to cover itself with pollen then it passes and repasses over its velvety body the extremities of its hind legs where is found a square piece bristling on the inside with short and rough hairs which serve as a brush the grains of pollen scattered over the down of the insect are thus gathered together into a small pellet which the intermediary legs seize in order to place it in one or other of the baskets they call by this name a hollow edged with hair on the outside of its hind legs a little above the brushes it is there the pellets of pollen are piled up as fast as the brushes gather them on the powdery down the load does not fall because it is held by the hairs that edge the basket it is also stuck against the bottom the queen and the drones have not these working implements utensils are useless to those who do not work the little masses one sees on the hind legs of bees visiting the flowers are loads of pollen contained in the baskets asked jules exactly the bee has lapped so much sweet from the corollas has brushed its pollen powdered side so often that finally the crop is full and the baskets are running over it is time to go back to the hive time for a flight made heavy with so much treasure let us take advantage of the time used in the return journey to inform ourselves about the origin of honey the bee carries with it a sugary liquor in its crop two balls of pollen in its baskets but all that is not yet honey 
real honey the bee prepares with the ingredients that we have just seen it gather it cooks it lets it simmer in its crop its little stomach is better than a real pot for carrying it is an admirable alemic in which the liquid has been lapped up and the grains of pollen that have been nibbled are worked by digestion and converted into a delicious marmalade which is honey this skillful cooking finished the content of the crop is honey the bee arrives at the hive if by good fortune the queen mother is encountered the workman does reverence to her and offers her from mouth to mouth a sip of honey the first from its crop then it seeks an empty cell inserts its head into the storeroom projects its tongue and spits out the contents of its stomach and there you have real honey disgorged by the bee is it all disgorged emil asked not all the crop's contents are usually divided into three parts one for the nurses that remain in the hive to do the housework a second for the little ones still in the nest a third kept by the bee that has prepared the honey must it not have food in order to work well then bees feed on honey without a doubt you imagine perhaps that bees made honey expressly for man undeceive yourself bees make honey for themselves and not for us we plunder their riches what becomes of the little balls of pollen inquired jules the pollen enters into the making of honey and serves as a nourishment for the bees the working bee on its return from harvesting puts its hind legs into a cell where there is neither larva nor honey and with the end of its middle legs it detaches the pellets and pushes them to the bottom in repeating its trips it ends by filling both the cell in which the honey is disgorged and that in which the pollen is stored the nurses draw on these provisions when they go from cell to cell distributing small portions to the little ones hence also they get their own food in fact the whole population finds its resources there when bad weather comes flowers do not last all the year and moreover there are days of rest rainy days when the bees cannot go out it is necessary therefore to have pollen and honey in reserve and to have a good supply so when flowers are plenty and the harvest exceeds immediate requirements the workers gather honey and pollen untiringly and store it in cells which they close as soon as full with a cover of wax these are reserve supplies safeguards for the future in case of scarcity the wax cover is religiously respected it would be a state crime to touch it prematurely in time of want the seals are removed and each one draws from the open comb but with restraint and sobriety the comb exhausted they break the seals of another how are young bees fed was jules next question when the cells destined to serve as nests are prepared in sufficient number by the wax bees the queen mother goes from one to another dragging with much effort her fruitful womb the nurses form a respectful retinue one egg one only is laid in each cell in a few days from three to six there comes from this egg a larva 
a little white worm without legs bent like a comma now begins the nurse's delicate work they must every day and several times a day distribute nourishment to the little worms not honey or pollen in its natural state but a preparation of increasing strength such as delicate stomachs need at first it is in the beginning a liquid paste almost tasteless then something sweeter and finally pure honey nourishment at its full strength do we offer a slice of beef to a crying baby no but milk first and then pap bees do the same they have honey strong food for the strong and weaker nourishment tasteless pap for the weak how do they prepare these more or less substantial foods it would be hard to say perhaps they mix pollen and honey in different proportions in six days the larvae called brood comb have attained their development then like the larvae of other insects they retire from the world to undergo metamorphosis in order to protect its suffering flesh at the critical moment of its transfiguration each larva lines the inside of its cell with silk and the working bees close the cell with a cover of wax in the silk-lined case the skin is cast off and the passage to the state of nymph accomplished twelve days later the nymph awakes from the deep sleep of the second birth it shakes itself tears its narrow swaddling clothes and comes forth a bee the wax cover is gnawed by the enclosed insect as well as by the working bees lending a ready hand to the resuscitated and the hive counts one more citizen the newborn bee makes its toilet a little dries its wings polishes its body and is off to work it knows its trade without having had to learn it wax bee in its youth nurse in its old age end of chapter seventy nine recording by sharon kilmer rio medina texas